0: I think this text will be on our screen, so congratulations to my dear friend, Pastor Tim, and thank the Lord for what he has meant to me and my family, so many stories could be told about that in itself. So today we get a sermonette from Robinette, so those of you who have already noticed your bulletin know what I'm going to preach about today, but. Read a couple of texts that remind us of that. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command the stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. That's sort of been our theme today, and thank God it's been Pastor Tim's uh, theme also. Then I read a few verses from Acts chapter 7 about Moses, speaking of Moses. This is uh, uh, Stephen's account of uh, giving a history lesson before he preached the gospel to them, and then he was killed for doing that. But he said in verse 29 of Acts 7, Then fled Moses at this saying, and was a stranger in the land of Midian, where he begat two sons. And when forty years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord, and a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, The God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled and durst not behold. Then said the Lord to him, Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and am come down to deliver them. And now, come, I will send thee into Egypt. Every serious Bible student knows that numbers in the Bible are significant. We could preach a whole sermon just about numbers in the Bible. By the way, that's another reason we know the Bible's inspired. Only a God who's in charge of history and in charge of the future could put a book together where all the numbers coincide. And even the names, the definition of the names. Uh, Pastor Tim's been sharing some definition of names in the book of Acts on Sunday night. Only... Only a sovereign God who's in control of everything could have put together a book like this. The number 40 in the Bible is associated with testing, trials, and triumph, for which I want to preach today, on testing, trials, and triumph. So I'm going to pray, ask you to pray, and let's ask God to speak to our hearts today and and, uh, and let God enter in and just... Bless the rest of this service. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, Lord, for allowing us to be here today to, to honor your servant, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus, Lord, that you saved him and, and, that, Lord, you've used him. We give you the glory. And thank you, Jesus, Lord, that, that uh, I can be here, Lord, to, to preach this sermon, to be a blessing to my friend and also, Lord, to encourage us to keep on being faithful and to do your will, in Jesus' name, amen. When Pastor Luke asked me to speak on this special occasion, Pastor Tim's 40th anniversary of pastoring the home church, and I resound what's already been said, and that is when you do something for 40 years, that's a pretty significant thing. Oftentimes I hear people talk about their uh, serving the Lord 20 years and thank God for that, and I think, well, you're just getting started. Or we hear someone who's been married and they're celebrating their 20th anniversary. And then we say, come back, come back in 40 years and tell us about it. So, And think of people who work at a job for 40 years and do God's will. Uh, I don't know if it's because I'm jealous or what, but I have a family member who was a doctor for the state of California, worked in a government hospital, and it was a doctor And worked 20 years and just got to retire last month. (laughs) Making more money than they made as a doctor. There's something wrong with that picture, amen? When somebody can still work for 40 years and serve the Lord. So thank God for somebody who does something for 40 years. But I immediately thought of this truth. That is about the number 40. I have known Pastor Tim for 44 years. Uh, Up until... Brother and Mrs. Yetter could no longer come to church. Uh, I knew Pastor Tim longer than anybody in the home church. And now that they're not here, I don't think that anybody in this room has known him uh, over 44 years. So again, what a privilege to be able to to share this. And so uh, I'm glad that I can share some things that I have observed about his life. I have seen him go through testings, trials, and triumph, praise God. By the way, you can remember this sermon by the three T's in Pastor Tim. The three T's of Tim. uh, Testings, trials, and triumph. Uh, Time would not permit to share all the scriptural examples of the number 40. It's just amazing. It's certainly, uh, again, put together by God. So I've chosen a few from the Old Testament and the New Testament that we maybe can get more appreciation from. In Genesis chapter 7, verse 4, you want to write some of these down on the back of your notes there. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. And Noah was tested. Noah went through trials, but thank God Noah triumphed. Uh, God uh, in that spared righteous Noah and his family. And may I say today, no matter what you may be going through, if you're a family who's putting God first, The floods may come, but there's going to be triumph on the other side of that. Because God is with us. God saved righteous Noah. In Acts chapter 7, verse 30, as we just read, Moses was in the desert for 40 years, but God was preparing him as He did Moses' first 40 years. Imagine going back when you're 80 years old to, 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 to be a preacher and deliver God's people. But God had a plan. Forty years Moses lived in, in in Egypt, being trained, and then forty years on the desert, uh, being being shaped so he could go back and deliver God's people. But God was preparing him. In Deuteronomy chapter nine verse eleven. Moses was in the mount fasting forty days and forty nights, and he did not eat, and he spent that time with God. But God gave him those wonderful. Ten Commandments. In Numbers 32, 13, the children of Israel were in the desert 40 years. But the Bible reminds us that for 40 years God fed them with manna. And for 40 years their clothes and their shoes did not wear out. I don't know what you're going through today, but I say that we have a God no matter what we go through, no matter what testings, no matter what trials, God gives us triumph at the end of that. God takes care of His people. Yes, praise God. We may go through testing and trials, but hallelujah, God always gives us triumph. Psalm 37, verse 23 through 36. I, I must read this. You should write this down. I never quite associated with uh, Pastor Tim in such a way before, but because of thinking of him and reading this uh, scripture in Psalm 37 what a beautiful picture here it says in verse number 23 the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord and he delighteth in his way though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the lord upholdeth him with his hand i have been young and old and yet have i not, not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Thank God. We've been young, now we're old, and God has never forsaken us. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Thank God for this great promise. What an application we can make to our pastor today, that God has kept that promise. Some of you may be thinking today, I don't think there would be anyone thinking this, but some of you may be thinking today, well, you know, we should be honoring the Lord today instead of, Pastor Tim. My wife in her wisdom as always as we prayed last night and we prayed this morning and there's nobody, I don't know anybody that uh, could love Pastor Tim more than my wife does and prays for her, for him and Pauline but my wife said such a wise prayer last night. She said as she prayed, she said help Mike to honor our pastor and at the same time honor our Lord. And so today we come to The Bible says we can honor the man of God. In fact, the Bible says the elder who preaches the word and who's faithful in the word is deserving of double honor. He should have got two gift certificates to go golfing. (laughs) So today, thank God we can honor somebody who's faithful. Uh, This week we heard of somebody who's a prominent pastor. I did not know him personally, but a prominent pastor who decided that uh, uh, Christianity wasn't the real deal anymore. And as we hear that kind of story, thank God we have a pastor who for 40 years has proclaimed it is the real deal. And the Bible is the Word of God. And Jesus is the Savior. And Jesus is the only way to heaven. So don't let some... uh, uh, I better be nice. Don't let let somebody who falls away from God discourage us because there are still men of God who keep serving the Lord. I've shared this press before, but I'll share it again. Uh, There's more Muslims being saved every day than there are Christians who are becoming Muslims. There's thousands of Muslims being saved. Every hour in our world, 7,000 people come to Jesus Christ. Every hour, 7,000 people are trusting Jesus Christ as our Savior. My wife just told me the story. She keeps up with things in India and relays them to me. In, uh, In a village in India, a man was pastoring in the city... He got convicted to go back to his village and in his village the other day they baptized 178 Hindus. They're having revival there. And thousands of people in India are are getting saved. So thank God for a pastor who stands and says, this is the way. Let's follow the Lord. I have seen Pastor Tim as he has faced testing trials and triumphs. Some of those have been have been mentioned. But I've seen his testings. I remember when he and Lynette used to beg God to have a child. And uh, they went to our mentor, my Pastor Tim's mentor, Dr. John Rice, and asked Dr. Rice to lay his hands on him and pray that they would have a child. Well, God just kept answering and answering and answering and answering and answering answering that prayer. And all the grandchildren he has, all all those things. I've seen him go through testings in his life. I've seen, as you saw in the videos, a young man, 19 years old, being 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 tested. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing when God tests us and God puts us through trials. We haven't the faintest idea what it's about. We don't know why we're going through these things. But uh, when it's over, thank God we went through it. Amen? Thank God that he had a plan much bigger, much bigger than our plan. I've seen him... Being tested. I've seen him go from Washington Street to Cherokee Street to Claremont School to Murray Drive and to doing what has been happening here on West Lane. Uh, all, those, all those testings that we could talk about and mention, but time would not, would not last. And I've been around him for 44 years and seen the trials that he's gone through. He has a baby buried in a graveyard in Stockton. His dear wife, Lynette, suffered and died of cancer, buried in Lodi. And as any pastor can say, we've seen him being forsaken by people he's led to the Lord, friends, uh, people who've who've turned on him. by the way, let me just say that's part of the Christian life. That's, That's part of the whole deal. That's part of the ministry. Thank God we have a friend who's closer than a brother. And we have someone who'll never forsake us. And we have someone who'll, who'll, never, who'll never leave us. But thank God uh, I've seen him triumph. Thank God when it was tempting to quit, he didn't quit. And by the way, there's been times where it was tempting to quit. He hasn't told me that. I just know that has to be the case. There's been times where, he was, where we, we thought this, this isn't going to work. But thank God for the triumph. Amen? Thank God for the victory. Thank God that we're here today and and a testimony of if we just stay faithful to the Lord, God will get us through it. And God has great plans for our life. And God has great victory plan for our life. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for staying faithful. Thank you, Jesus, for giving him strength to stay faithful. Thank you that he didn't quit. He didn't turn. He He stayed faithful. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that he triumphed, as he just mentioned, his wonderful wife Pauline. And all of his children. Tuesday night, the father men uh, camp out. I s- talked about, we could talk about Pastor Tim's legacy. And, and, and many of us would think of the churches that he's built. Many of us would think about this 12-acre campus. how Many of us would think about this building, the nice building. Thank God for it. But I said his real legacy, is right here at this camp. Pastor Luke and Brother Nathan. And his real legacy is setting this room this morning. His daughters and his sons and his grandchildren. That's what it's all about, my friend. Staying faithful to Jesus so we can touch somebody's lives. And so our families will be spared of living in sin and living for the devil and going to hell. So, thank God for that. One of my favorites old songs the songwriter got it got it says it's been 40 days and 40 nights down the road are many trials and i pray it's only for a season because in the wilderness and in the flood you're the one i'm thinking of and i know you brought me for a reason god brought you for a reason and we're here seeing this then i close with the greatest of all examples and that's the example of our Lord we just read in Luke chapter 4 uh, about Jesus in the wilderness. Luke chapter 4, verse number 1. In the wrestling, the Bible says that he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. There's a sermon right there. God led Jesus to be tempted. And uh, thank God he doesn't lead us to do that because Jesus said, Pray that you be led not into temptation. But God led Jesus. And in, in the word to be tempted. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. Thank God for our Savior who never sinned. By the way, that's why He could be our Savior. For 40 days and 40 days, He was hungry, the Bible says. But He triumphed with the word of God in verse number 4. He said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth, mouth of God. I was in the place where the giant sequoias are Monday on my day, on my day off and uh, last time Emma my granddaughter was here, uh, she's gone to college now, it's hard to believe, I don't have my buddy Emma hanging out with me, but I took her up to the, to the big trees, she'd never seen the sequoias and took her there and so I just went there for more, the, more about thinking about Emma than, than seeing the big trees. But as I was walking through there, those of you who've been there, you know what I'm talking about. If, st- if you stopped and read the sign, there's one big giant tree there. It looked like the lightning hit it. It just uh, looked like a burn to the crisp. But the story is, that tree was called the mother of the forest. It was the biggest, most beautiful tree uh, redwood there was. And uh, some entrepreneurs from New York came in the 1800s. And they built scaffolding and every 8 feet they took their saws and cut the bark 18 inch thick. They skinned the tree, took the bark off of it, they took it back to New York and assembled it together and charged a fee so for people to come and see what a redwood would look like. Then they took it to England and did the same thing. They made lots of money. And they were so outraged about that, people who loved that tree. and, and and in that case, thank God for the tree huggers. Although you aren't gonna hug one of those trees, you can't get your arm around it. But there was such outrage about it, they passed a law that nobody could come in and log those trees anymore. Thank God they passed that law. Because I love going looking those trees, amen. I told I told some people from, from Germany, by the way, I passed every track I passed out that day was to a foreigner. No no I passed out track, everybody was a foreigner. There was two ladies from Germany. I said, I come here because this is one of the few places in the world where there's something older than I am, 2000 year thousand-year-old tree. But on that sign, it said this. It said the, this tree uh, gave its life so the other trees could be saved. It said because of this tree being destroyed. And when I thought of that, I thought of another tree where somebody gave their life so that the world could be saved. Much greater than a tr- much much greater than a tree, much greater than a redwood, and our, the tree that our that our Lord hung on. But I remind us of another forty in closing. The Bible says that in all the Gospels that Jesus was scourged. We read over that, and uh, those of us who know what scourging means, <coughs> it touches our heart. But sadly, many people don't understand what scourging was. Scourging was from the book of Deuteronomy. If you want the their address, I'll give it to you. Deuteronomy chapter 25, uh, verse number 3. The Bible says that uh, uh, they could uh, scourge someone, that the punishment would be 40 stripes minus one. So they took Jesus and they took a cat of nine tails. That's where the cat of nine tails come, came from during the... The, the British armies and navies where they would use that to beat their sailors and, and soldiers into subjection. But the cat-o'-nine-tails came from the, the scourging. And they would take a whip with nine leather straps and put pieces of rock and seashell and bone. And they took our Savior. And the law said, the Jewish law, which is the ones who wanted him scourged, and Pilate thought if we scourge Jesus and beat him so badly they'll want, no, that'll be enough and they won't want to crucify him. But that didn't satisfy their bloodthirst for Jesus. They still had him crucified. But they took that cat of nine tails and they beat Jesus. The law said they could only do it 39 times. Because every time that cat of nine tails went across the body of our our Lord, it ripped flesh off his back, it ripped flesh off his chest, it ripped flesh off his legs, flesh off his arm, wherever that cat of nine tails. And when that Roman soldier jerked back, those uh, objects in that cat of nine tails ripped the hunks of flesh out. The Bible says in Psalm 22 you could actually see his bones. They weren't broken, but you could see the bones of Jesus exposed where the flesh was torn off. And that Roman soldier did not care anything about keeping the law of the 40, uh, of the 39. And the reason they stopped at 39, because uh, uh, any normal person would die after that kind of beating. But I remind us that our Savior took over 40 lashes. He took those 40 lashes. And He did that so we could be saved this morning. He did that so He could save uh, Tim Pollock. He did that so He could save a Robin. He did that so He could save you. That's why we're here this morning. That's why we've come this morning. That's what the home church is about. It's saying Jesus died and Jesus suffered and Jesus paid for our sin with His own blood. Thank you, God, for that 40. There's another 40. They took our Lord and they took Him off the cross and they put Him into the grave. But three days later, there's that number three, by the way. And three days later, He rose from the grave. And the Bible would tell us in Acts chapter 1, verse number 3, that for 40 days, Jesus walked on the earth and gave infallible proofs that He did rise from the grave. He gave proof that He was God from heaven. He gave proof that His blood was sufficient to wash our sins away. He gave proof that He was who He said He was. Thank God for this number 40. That proves that Jesus is who he said he was. Therefore, Paul would say in 2 Corinthians 2 4, we always triumph in Christ Jesus. We always triumph in Christ Jesus. It's a good thing there wasn't Harley Davidsons back in those days, that just wouldn't sound right. We always Harley Davidson in Christ Jesus. We always triumph in Christ Jesus. We have victory in Jesus. The Bible says, thanks be to God which giveth us the victory in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57. Thank God for somebody who's, by God's help, has been faithful for 40 years. For 40 years. And that ought to be our prayer. Every young person in this room, bless you, brother. Every young person in this room, your prayer ought to be, Jesus, help me to be faithful. Thank God for everybody who gets saved and everybody who does things for the Lord, but over 45 years, we've seen people get on fire and their fire just blow out. We've seen people who were saved 10 years that wanted to tell Pastor Tim how to do it. Now you can't even find them in church. Uh, Help us to say, God, help me be faithful. If you're a mom and dad, you need to Pray. Help me to be faithful, Jesus, for 40 years and way beyond that. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed.